0: And welcome back to another year here on 2021 on the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, Georgia Manassa, here as we equip you with practical solutions to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome a good friend of mine, Deacon Rodrigue Parada. Welcome aboard here.
1: Thank you. Well, welcome, George. I'm delighted to be on the radio, and for the first time, even for myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's such a pleasure to have you. You're, you have so much wisdom to bring, and I'm very excited to have you here tonight on radio and um, and get right into the topic. So, I mean, on the first day of this year, we celebrated the Feast of the Theotokos, Mary, yes. the Mother of God. So, I thought it, there, there would be more of a better topic than to speak about on the first episode of this this month in january then mary the mother of god and discuss the theological um the theological aspect of the theotokos and mary the mother of god so welcome aboard
1: thank you i mean you know uh, i'm not an expert in in in, in mary but i'm definitely um, someone who um put mary in my life um and and i pray a lot to mary and uh, and that's why i think it's one of my favorite subjects absolutely
0: today. deacon so deacon <laughs> do you want to start off by telling all our listeners here tonight especially your RCIA class I believe a big shout out to them I think Deacon uh, put, put on hold his RCIA class and told them to listen in here tonight so big shout out to his uh, class there. Yes so welcome <laughs> to, to all of the, welcome. This of will the be RCIA people
1: uh, as well on this program for the first time.
0: Absolutely so do you want to start by telling our listeners uh, a bit about yourself and uh, a bit about your story about your vocation.
1: Yeah Um. I was born in Malta, so yes. in a tiny little island of Malta in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. So if you're wondering about my accent, um, uh, there's a bit of Maltese accent, but there's a little bit of, as well, um, an Irish accent and then Australian accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, when I uh, was about um, 21, I uh, had the uh, opportunity uh, to enter the uh, religious life as a Jesuit, as mm-hmm. a Jesuit brother. Um, as you know, the Jesuits have the brothers, and uh, and as well have priests. I never wanted to be a priest, and uh, and uh, so uh, so I entered the uh, the novitiate. I've done two years and three years, two years novitiate, and the juniorate in Malta, and then as a uh, as a brother, I was sent to Ireland in Dublin to uh, oh, to, wow, to study. Ireland. Yeah, to study nursing. Yes. So uh, and the idea was that uh, I will. Uh, I will take care of the uh, you know the the Jesuits even at that time in the in the 80s uh, the community was getting quite old as well even ah, at that so time. The intention
0: was that you would look after them, and help them in that Correct. aspect. Ah, Correct. Correct. Correct.
1: So so then after that sort of I I uh, I, I after about 8 years in the uh, as a brother I you know sort of um, uh, I felt that that's not my call sort of you know and uh, and uh, I actually was dispensed from my vows of chastity you know poverty and uh, obedience to to the superiors and uh, and worked as a nurse from there onwards so yeah. I specialized in I specialized in mental health for the elderly and yeah. dementia and uh, so so then uh, I went to England after that that's in the in the 90s and and in 91 I emigrated to Australia and I worked as a nurse since then.
0: So. Why did you choose to land down under? Well, <laughs> uh, ask everybody here that.
1: My, my, my family, uh, my father always told us uh, even, even our house in, in, in Malta was called Sydney. So, and, <laughs> <laughs> and all, all, our, all our, my brothers and sisters were already here. So it was a quite a natural um, transition to Australia. Nice, know, yeah. yeah. So it was and, already, uh, and the also, foundation was planted. The correct. Australian
0: foundation was planted <laughs> in your home. <laughs> In Sydney.
1: And I, I work now as a uh, as a nurse with the uh, Nepean Blue Mountains Local Health District as as, as part of... That's wonderful.
0: Um, and you currently serve uh, at St. Patrick's Cathedral, Parramatta? Yes. Parramatta uh, Cathedral. Uh,
1: then, then about seven years ago, um, I sort of have, you know, started thinking about the vocation for the, di- the diaconate. Yep. And I entered a formation in, uh, as I said, about seven years ago, I attended Catholic Institute of Studies. And uh, I, I was lucky enough and, uh, you know, God, God uh, used the, the, all the people in formation to, to, and eventually the bishop to ordain, you, to ordain me on the 22nd of February 2019. So it's about two it's years, important. coming two to years. two years. Yes, it's getting and, there. And I minister in at the moment, in, uh, I ministered in Penrith uh, and, uh, and now I minister in the cathedral, uh, St. Pat's Cathedral in Parramatta.
0: Yes, and so you do a lot of work with the ICIA. Yes. Uh, bring catechumens to baptism. At the individual and adults as well.
1: All the adults' um, formation for those who were baptized, usually yeah. Catholic and not maybe and with the church. Do you um, visit the sick a fair bit? Yes, I, I visit. I visit the nursing home. One of the nursing homes in Parramatta yep. when we could visit. When uh, you could visit, yeah, <laughs> with
0: COVID restrictions. Yes. So let's now open the uh, toolbox of the church and go into the theology of Theotokos, Mary, the Mother of God. Um, I know there was quite a bit of heresy around the 4th century regarding Mary, the mother of God, and especially that's where sort of, you look at the Maronite history, they were they sort of uh, sprung to fruition at that time, you know, fighting the, nis, um, the nis, uh, it wasn't the, nis, it was the, nis, Herius. Herius 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 and the Nestorian heresy Came as well. After, yeah.
1: Afterwards. So yeah, just, I mean, the, the idea of Mary, Mother of God, sort of, was more about the interest about the nature of Christ, yep. you know, and the being of Christ. And and it started back in in, in the Council of Nicaea, which is the north of Italy, yes. in three hundred twenty-five. You know where where we're more used to the um, to the Nisan Creed. You know where we say God from God, light from light, be in not made yeah. through God. So yeah. that was all added added up after the Council of Nicaea because in that council the the actual nature of Christ that he was fully human and fully divine started you know was was proclaimed on in Mm. in that but there was still some ground you know grumbling within the church about what really does that mean you know sort of so
0: so then then it it came sorry to stop you there they defined the Trinity Father Son Holy Spirit one God one divine nature, three distinct persons. Now the focus came to the On Christology, Christ. Correct. the Christology of how do we understand Jesus in and of himself. Exactly. Yeah. So, 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 so obviously like
1: Arius, you know, as we said, you know, sort of was saying, was Jesus just human being? No, it wasn't, yes. you know, was he God? Was he human? And and he sort of obviously um, obviously became a heresy because the church then eventually um, uh, you know declared that Jesus was fully human and fully so this is the fully council divine. of
0: Ephesus in four thirty one.
1: Then then you know sort of that that's in in Nicene council, but then in Ephesus there was this discussion about which develops from there, you know, about Nestorius of Constantinople and Cyril of Alexandria. Yeah. So, so, um, so what, what really was happening there is that, that uh, Nestorius was wanted to call Our Lady, you know, as the mother of Christ. Christotokos, Christotokos in 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 Greek and and uh, uh, Tokos is coming from the Greek word um, Tikto which means bearer bearer, you know, somebody who bears, you know, the um, someone while Cyril uh, was talking about more about um, Theotokos, you know, God bearer, you know, from which um, the uh, mother of God came then later on Mm. Um, and 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 the Council of Ephesus actually in in four 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 hundred thirty one actually declared that that's what um, uh, that that was what we call Mary you know Mother of God yes so know. Theotokos
0: so she's God bearer exactly because I believe exactly. if you look at the it's funny enough because there was a schism around the fourth century with the Nestorians after that council those who Disagreed uh, with the proclamations of the council. Now, something interesting about that council is that the Pope couldn't actually attend that council, so he sent two. I think it was one or two delegates, yeah. and um, the whole council. After they read the papal bull, that they the famous term "Roma loquitur est, causa fanita est." Rome has spoken. The matter exactly. is settled. Exactly, it uh, comes from from that council. So, um, so the Nestorian heresy for those who followed Nestorius. Uh, they were called Nestorians. Correct. Um, because
1: yeah. remember, a heresy is is only a heresy when the church then declares something. Exactly. I mean, yeah. once we're still discussing, it's not a heresy. Exactly.
0: Once the church is moved. But once minister. it's
1: established that that this is now rome has spoken so to speak you know then that's it it becomes it becomes and actually then you know as you said it there was a bit of a division there Uh,
0: what biblical evidence do we have for this uh, yeah
1: um it's it's interesting i mean we we have for example it's very hidden in some sense but, but it's really really important to see for example the Magnificat and Mary said in the Magnificat my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord yeah. remember remember, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour you know so Mary already is talking about the Lord remember the Jews and Mary was a Jewish girl um, she, she, she really they could not mention the word God because yes. God was was you couldn't mention so Lord is Adonai you know in 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 Hebrew and the greatness of the Lord holy is His name so that's yeah. that's how you know so she's already you know thanking God for for the gift He gave us I think one of the main one is is the when she visited Elizabeth is one of the uh, in Luke you know how can the mother of the Lord come to visit me. Yes. Again, Lord okay. Adonai, you know. So, so so, so, there is already indication that she has been a, the mother of, 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 of God there, you know. And and we can go back to, to even um, Matthew when he said, The maiden shall bear a son. So it's God bearer. Yes, it.
0: that makes sense. It and
1: it's... calls him Emmanuel. God is with us. Yes. So if she's the bearer of a son who is God... Then it's quite logical to say that it, it she is the mother of God, you know, as yes. well there, you know. So, so, and again, and in Revelation, in Revelation chapter twelve, you know, we um, the famous sort of about the dragon stood before the woman who was about to bear a child, yeah. who was the one who bear a child. That was Mary, you know, or the church attributes that to Mary it can attribute to the church as well, because there's some sort of um, theologians as well, sort of, um, that's maybe a diff- different um, discussion from
0: here. But because if uh, the church is the body of Christ and she gave birth to Christ, she becomes his mother nature, of church, mother of the church, naturally in that spiritual sense. Exactly, yes. exactly.
1: So, so all of that sort of um, um, as well. There's some 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 uh, indication even in Revelation about about this this woman who bears the child. You know, and we know that the child is what Jesus said at that time. Yep. How in can Revelation. God have
0: a mother? Yes, that's that, an interesting question. That, that's a I very think that, that's how I understood it personally, yep. Deacon. That that um, teaching is that when people say, well, how can God have a mother? Yeah, exactly. I had a Muslim person ask me, how can God have a, yeah. a mother?
1: So, so th- that's, a, uh, that's something that I struggled with for a long time until I'd done a bit of theology as well, you know, sort of. So what do we mean by Mary, Mother of God? Exactly, that's the so thing we've we, got to unpack. And it's very important to, 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 um, to, to, know, to say that, that Mary, Mother of God, does not mean that she's the mother of the Trinity. Yeah. She's not, she's not the mother of God the Father. She's not the mother of God the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay? So she's the mother of the man Jesus who is fully human, fully fully
0: God. Fully God, yeah. So it's not 50-50. It's not, it's not, it's it's not, not modalism. That's, that's right. That's another heresy where exactly. you know, um, uh, Jesus was uh, in human mode. Jesus was in God mode talking one second. No, it is fully human, fully divine, integrated. Exactly. So if you're going to talk about, I understand, look, sort of where Nestorus came from, that she's Christotokos. She gave birth to Christ, but Christ is God. Exactly. So you can say just as equally as is Christ, yes, in that human sense, he is God as well. So she is the mother of God, man. Yes. Well, think about it. Where where else do we know motherhood? Motherhood is obviously giving birth in a human sense, right? My mother gave birth to me in a physical sense. Correct. Correct. So she gave God his human nature.
1: Exactly. Which is what
0: motherhood is. Where else do we know motherhood? It's always giving birth physically, right?
1: Exactly. And very well explained, um, um, George, really. Um, So that's really what we mean by mother of God. It's not that she, you know, sort of, she she's the mother of the Trinity, no. you know, and um, and and she's the mother of of God made man, you know, the incarnation.
0: You yeah, know? I think and really the, the title of Mother of God sometimes confuses people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, How can God be so, born from a woman? How can? Yeah, because be God is there the forever. Is exactly, and that's what we say. In it the just creed. takes some expo- explaining to really understand it and unpack it. Exactly, and if you're sincere. They will unpack it and explain it, but let's. Um, the,
1: I mean, another yeah. another aspect of it, you know, sort of obviously the church yeah. has 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 obviously um, declared that she's mother of God, but remember as well that this is a mystery, you know, which is means that you know, sort of it's 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 there to 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 contemplate on it, get into it, swim in the in this in this big sort of n- nature, because nobody knows exactly. We can
0: understand it with our human reasons, best of, uh, of our ability, but you really think this is nothing compared to the to delving into the, the fullness of this truth. Exactly. Because we're humans. Exactly. We're limited. Exactly. Everything, whatever we know, so, still a mystery. So
1: no doubt that Mary gave birth to Jesus, yeah. but exactly how? And we say with the Holy Spirit and things like that. I mean, that's really, it's a mystery. It's still a mystery. It's still a you mystery. You understand to
0: a certain extent. God can work in all all his ways, you know, sort of all... That's wonderfully his, explained. You know. Good. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, think you' really, really understands, uh, really... I think unpacking it, you can really understand the doctrine. It won't take very long for a lot of people, at least in my experience, explaining that to them. But Deacon, let's now open and take out the tools out of the, our toolbox, Holy Mother Church. How can we incorporate such a beautiful teaching about Mary yes. into our day-to-day lives and take action with this teaching?
1: Okay, just maybe a couple of points before I go exactly to the toolbox. Yep. Um, um, so, so because Mary is Mother of God, Mary is not divine yes because that is, unfortunately that needs to be clarified. exactly yes unfortunately people will will um or, or you know um, some some other faiths you know a faith tradition can criticize us on that because you say you make mary as as divine the catholic church never said that
0: i think you, uh, a protestant uh, brothers and sisters yeah. sometimes look at it you know the old maltese or lebanese ladies or italian ladies you know they holding the madonna and then uh exactly it it looks like worship exactly even I when I came back to my faith back in 2009 2008 even when I came back and I studied restudied all the teaching of the church uh, then looked at the piety and I thought well this is yeah yeah, so we
1: honor Mary yes but we don't worship we don't worship
0: we only worship God God that's, yes. the,
1: that's really very Anything important. Anything other
0: than worshipping God is idolatry.
1: Correct. We're yes. breaking the first commandment. Exactly. I am the only God. You know, there's no other God than me. Absolutely. So, so, so I think that needs to be clear and take it completely out yep. of the picture, you know. Um, so so the, the three practical tools, because I know uh, you, you've got even the book about practical tools. So I was yes. quite prepared for this, you know, <laughs> uh, because and I think that's why I like this program, because, uh, yeah. you know, sort of, um, as you always say, George, is, is you know, um, is the practical things. That's, exactly. That, that, that's how does the dogma mean to me? You know? Exactly. What does it mean so we me?
0: discussed all this teaching yeah. here. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's it's amazing to know, but how? Can, what implications and how can I? Uh, what implications does this have for my spiritual yeah. life, and how am I going to live my life exactly? Starting from now, exactly. at least. Exactly. What so, can I make with this teaching to affect my spiritual life directly? Exactly. Yep.
1: So 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 I think a, a good start is the the caption. I always like captions, sort of like few words that you can remember. Yep. So to Jesus through Mary. Yes. Ad to Jesus through Mary. That's not my words. I yes. mean, there's a lot of demand. The Latin is ad uh, ad per Mariam.
0: Yes. Yes. The oh, Je- very Jesuit.
1: That's Latin. <laughs> Latin. Yes. That's right. You know. So, so the salvific events closely associated to the Son, to the Son Jesus. You know, and we have the picture behind us. You know, one of the things that that I always, this maybe it's my preference. But I always like Mary with baby Jesus with her, not just yeah. Mary on its own. You know, I know, you know, sort of this might be a bit controversial for, for some, you know, listeners. But, but to me, theologically, makes much more sense to have every picture with Mary, with Jesus with her. Because that's what it means to Jesus through Mary. Okay,
0: know? no, that's so, excellent.
1: So, so that's one of the, the practical tools. The other one is, what is good devotion to Mary? Because we just talked about that. How to make
0: use of our devotion towards our lady in yeah, our spiritual e- life. Exactly, you That's know. That's really so- where I struggled when I came back because I was off put by too much piety. Exactly. But then I was like, Oh, I wanna step away, just focus on Jesus. Uh- where does Mary fit in?
1: exactly, so so that's one extreme to the other, yeah, in some exactly. sense, you yeah know. so so that's right, so recently, to tell you I, I was in a, in a retreat on uh, you know sort of an, and I discovered a beautiful aposto- apostolic exhortation, so apostolic exhortation for those who don't know is is basically a a letter from the Pope, yeah. which describes quite highly sort of so it's it's not a dogma. But it's 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 sort of built just below dogma. It's the teaching of the church. You know, it's called Marialis Cultus, yes. and it was out in nineteen seventy-four. And there he says very, very clearly what is the, a good devotion to Mary. And he puts it under four categories, which you know, if we have time maybe later on we can we can discuss them. But he he's he says that the four categories are biblical, the first category, mm-hmm. lit- liturgical, yep. Y- ecumenical and anthropological it's a big word means the science of human the uh, human science yes. so the experience of hu- of human experience so maybe quickly um the, i just go through quickly well, Bi- yeah. Bi- biblical biblical obviously we already went to biblical so a lot of people say oh there's no evidence about mary and things like that i mean come on just <laughs> the new just the news just the news or the New Testament, you've got at least, I I believe there's about 12 or even more um, episodes in the Gospels, in the four Gospels, speaking about Mary. You know, so that's one, one, so those who said Mary is not important because it's not biblical or, you know, so they don't know. But one of the things that really always interested me is that Mary is prefigured a lot of times, almost, in all the uh, the women in the Old
0: Testament. That's what I was about to say, Deacon. That we don't often look at the prophecies in exactly. the Old Testament. Mary being present before the New Testament. Exactly. Yes.
1: And you could, I mean, last Sunday we had the the, the, the readings in in, in 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 the Roman liturgy of the of Samuel. Yes. Who was his mother? Right. Yep. Hannah. Hannah's, Hannah's, um, when, when Samuel was, Hannah's is, is basic, the magnificence is, be- is based on Hannah's mm. praising God when she had Samuel. You see, it's word yes. by word, if you go almost word by word of Hannah's, when she had, you know, praise the Lord when she had, because she couldn't bear a child, and suddenly she had a child Samuel. And what did she do? She dedicated him to the temple.
0: To, ah, to keep so you see the typology
1: that's the of word. the Old Testament, the New exactly. Testament. You could go back, you know, you could have, you know, Mary, we say, she's the new Eve. Yes. Who is the new Adam? Who is the Jesus. new Adam? Who is the new Eve?
0: Mary. Okay. Exactly. We, we even call her as well, it's not the, it, theologians, you know, uh, that call her the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. Because she bore the word. He's exactly. prophet, and king, the three elements that we in the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. So there's a big typology from the Old Testament, New Testament. But also we look at Revelation, yes. chapter 12, verses 1 to 12. Yep. You know, that's very, I mean, the assumption... Uh, uh, uh it pretty much demonstrates the assumption and the um coronation of our lady the 12 stars exactly so so you've got you know and and I mean I can continue because I, uh, this is my
1: discovery as well sort of and if people we can speak
0: about it after the break yeah. Okay, yeah, but, okay. um Good. but we've covered off uh the three practical tools. The, the last one is the last one
1: is mary as our sister or in, and communion of saints so she is within she's our sister mother sister and we have to see it within the communion of saints. Yes. Maybe I can explain that, what it means maybe later on as well. Not, break, not yeah. as, as somebody completely out of us. Sort what of.
0: devotions would you yeah. recommend with these practical tools for us to take up uh, with Our Lady?
1: Well, listen. I mean, uh, you know, sort of all devotions that the church asks us. And remember, devotion is a devotion in the sense of you're not obliged. It's not because you don't say the rosary mm. you're somebody who does not believe in Mary. You know, sort yeah. of in So, so I mean, the rosary is one of the best devotions. You know, I mean, it's like ch- saying you don't you know,
0: need to. You don't need to take up the rosary, but no. so many saints did. Yeah. You know, and, you it's know. it's basically the hierarchy of prayer goes like this: you have the whole sacrifice of the mass, the highest prayer of the church, the center, source, and summit. Then you have the liturgy of the hours, I believe, which is the divine office. Then, even on the third, often many saints. Not it's not a, an obligation or anything, no. but it seems to be the rosary. There's a trend. Yeah, I, of I sanctity. Think,
1: yeah, I, I think. I think it. <laughs> I have to be careful what to say, you know, in the sense of, you know, it's not the rosary, it's not the be and all of everything, okay? Yes. It's good because it's a mantra, you know, it's you repeating the same thing. But remember, even the rosary, it's Christological centric. It, it, of course, you absolutely. See, a lot of people think the rosary is, it belongs to Mary.
0: No, but actually, it's, it's holding Mary's hand as you meditate on the mysteries of our Lord.
1: Which comes to the first yeah. point of Jesus through Mary. Yep. You know, so th- although we're saying Hail
0: Mary... I think, I think it really fits in well, Deacon, that you brought uh, you know. ad yezum per Mariam. Exactly. So through To Jesus through Mary. Exactly. Because uh, I think that's a good approach for us to see that everything that involves Our Lady in our devotional life, theology, hearing, uh, seeing Mary basically in our spiritual life, is to help us get closer to our Lord. I mean the
1: Angelus, you know. Absolutely. The Angelus. I mean, we say it now in Parramatta. You know, there is a, you know uh, brought in by Bishop Anthony Fisher. You know, yes, in, in all schools, I in the remember, diocesan yes. schools. I mean, she's a great, great move. I, I think it's. A, I mean, we always said it at school back in Malta. Yeah, absolutely, you know, yeah. and and uh, and, you know, what is the best thing to say that the God became man, you know, through at Mary. Midday. So at midday and and six o'clock in the evening. Exactly. You know, so so th- those are those are. Old prayers, you know, but you don't have to say the Rosary. I mean, you can just stop during the middle of the of the day and six o'clock and just think about the gifts of, of of what God did with us through Mary,
0: through Mary, via
1: Mary. You know, so it's not really the Angelus is not a Mary prayer. You could say it's a Mary prayer. The Rosary, could say it's a Mary prayer, but it's really Christological. Very like all the all the mysteries in the in the Rosary, yeah. they're all. Christocentric, you know, they're all Absolutely. centric about. Christ, I think you know. this is a good, healthy you know.
0: balance of the true balance of how we should yeah. view Mary. I'm
1: definitely not the one of saying, "Oh, listen, if you don't say the Rosary, you're not really devoted to Mary." You know, sort of. I think those are. It's highly recommended. You know, it's I. I Many would, saints did. You know, it's
0: sort of like as if you care about Mary, it will naturally lead you to the Rosary. But again, I mean, if you love,
1: if you love Jesus, you love His
0: mother. Exactly, yeah. You know that's, what I mean? It's a natural flow. It's a natural it's flow. It's not like, hey, you yeah. must love his mother. Yeah. You naturally would.
1: Exactly. The, the, but remember, the mode of expression of that love can be different from different people. Maybe that's my point I want to say, you know, sort of. Yes. So, so um, you know.
0: Um, that's it's, why it's the devotional life. That, exactly. You know, you, that's why it's a devotion. It's and a means spiritualities, to an. End. Exactly. And spiritualities emerge. Exactly. Out of I mean, to
1: me, to me, you know, I spent a lot of time in the anthropological side of Mary. I'm fascinated about, you know, thinking about media. We'll definitely
0: touch about, uh, touch about that after later, the break. Okay. Definitely good, the good, good. So, I mean, phenomenal start, great uh, great start here to the year of 2021 here on the Catholic Toolbox Show. So now we'll take our break before we have the open line to call in here with your questions or comments. The number is, the magic number is, this year is 9625-6111. That is 9625-6111. It's still the same number, so call in here, dial while we have Deacon in the house. (laughs) Or email us here at thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. That is thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com or in the comment sections of any of the Facebook live streams. So we're streaming live on The Catholic Toolbox, The Voice of Charity Australia, uh, Perussia, Perussia World. So we're live on many different platforms. You can just go into Facebook, preferably go to The Catholic Toolbox or Voice of Charity Australia. You can find us with Facebook Live, type in your comment and Deacon will answer it for you. So stay tuned here, we'll be back shortly.
2: Amen. Mm-hmm.
3: No,
0: to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder George Manasseh as we continue our discussion here about Mary, the Mother of God, the Theotokos. And here I have my good friend, Deacon uh, Rodrigue Parada. So Deacon, we're continuing our discussion. We we had a strong 30-minute discussion about, I mean, the theology, the depth of, um, of spirituality about Mary and Let's continue with that. And uh, we come with three practical solutions, yeah. you know, to see Mary uh, as, as leading us to Christ in all things. And really what struck me was that your approach is to see Mary as helping us come closer to Christ. Yes. So we're going to Jesus, but with the help of Mary. Yes. Because she's his mother. She knows him best i mean mothers know their son's best
1: remember we see mary as her as jesus's first disciples yes that's right so so by bearing him she's already and she was the first one to respond her yes her fiat was the first you know call we talked about calling what is a call is the first call that and this didn't come from nowhere this came from a very deep understanding of the Old Testament what we call the Old Testament yes. you know she she knew it as the Torah you know the, the yes, Torah, the Torah. And, and, and and so so that's something that, um, that 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 she she knew about it you know a lot and uh, um, and she responded to that call of Christ you know? yes. Uh, and she, she walked with him through through Cana through to, to the wedding of Cana. She walked with him in the passion. She was underneath there in the in the um, uh, in the crucifixion. She was there in the in with the apostles. And that's what I meant. Perhaps you know my point of being with the communion of saints and with the with us, our sister. That she's actually she's actually one with us all the time she's one with the church she is part of the church she's the model disciple she is no doubt about it yes she's the model of discipleship you know so um so so and we did i think mention as well as she, she is the mother of the church in that sense as well that she she is but as being a mother so she, the honor we give to mary is is because n- not because she was sort of because of her life, we gave her dishonours, not not because, be, 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 so we are, she's there too for us to imitate every single thing that she's done in her life, mm-hmm. so that then we become like her,
2: you know, yes.
0: then we have eternal life with Christ and with God, like her. So it's keeping that centrality on Christ, you yes. know, it's not, it's not losing ourselves in too much over piety of Mary that sometimes goes overboard, you know, with the different migrants sometimes here in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Sometimes they go overboard, and that really put me off uh, in year nine when I had my (laughs) reversion back to the faith. Too much devotion, but again, I remember my grandmother, God rest her soul, it's funny, (laughs) she said to me, yeah, of course we worship Mary. I don't think she knew what worship meant, the theological implications, I but mean, it, it's amusing.
1: In Malta, in, in Malta I'm, uh, George, I'm, I don't know how much you know, we have the feast, the village festa. You know? Yes, yes. And the two clubs, you know, one is dedicated to our Lady of Lourdes and the other one, the Lady of Fatima. And they're fighting like cats and dogs between them. You know, or one is the Immaculate Conception, and another one is the Assumption, and they're just throwing you know bottles and everything to each other, you know, because ours is better than yours. <laughs> so, so that's idolatry, okay? You know, so yeah. we don't want that to happen, you know. So, yes, and uh, and maybe that's where I'm
0: coming from as well. Yeah, we we want a healthy approach, which is yes, yes. Mary she deserves our devotion and attention, but why? Yes. The reason why is because to lay us the Christ, very simply. So let's talk about what interests, what really interested me. Is is that um, you mentioned about a anthropological yeah. dimension of understanding Mary? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Please explain. Yes.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean my background as a nurse and as you know I studied a bit of psychology and things like that yep. I as as we we're saying is is the experience of, is the human experience yes. and as a nurse I see the human experience in pain suffering it's not always you know nice and uh, and happy and, and you know that kind of not. so so the human experience about mary you know is an anthropological what it means is you know it, imagine we we imagine mary like us as we're saying a, a girl of 14 years of, years of age being pregnant trying to explain to her mother anna and her father you know uh, jacob how she's pregnant you know i mean we take this for granted you know, <laughs> <you> know, that's. <laughs> You know that. So, so I, uh. I just fascinate myself, and I, you know, maybe from the, my Ignatian background, you know that that Saint Ignatius of Loyola says, you know, get into the scene, you know, sort of, you know, and 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 imagine you that person, you know, sort of the annunciation, you know, of an angel, you know, okay, it's an angel, and say, oh yeah, you're going to become a man of, you know, the a God, you know, the 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 son of God. Don't be afraid. <laughs> what? I'm not afraid. What do you mean? I'm not afraid. I'm freaking. Not. not <laughs> <laughs> in that sense of anthropological, yes. you know, sort of and, and I think that's
0: healthy. It's a really good dimension to study you know, it in. Yeah. It's yeah. very interesting.
1: You know, I, I find that really interesting and in some sense that's what I mean by instead of putting Mary on a on, on the throne, you know, which she is, you know, but first she was like me first she was anxious like me like coming on this program for my first time that's imagine you saying oh you go you know don't worry you're going to be pregnant and and you know you're not going to know a man you know but um but but you know it's it's going to be called the son of god what <laughs> how <laughs> what? When?
0: what i don't think you can compare that with coming into the studio deacon <laughs> No, not that bad. You've settled in nicely. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
1: so the same thing, you know, Mary under the cross, you know. Sort yeah, of, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, know, that human experience of human a mother suffering, you know, yeah. watching her
0: son suffer. Yeah. So it's looking at it through. That I was dimension. reading wow. this
1: book, interesting, um, nice. and, and I'm not promoting it in any chance or anything like that. Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus and the Jewish roots of Mary, yes, and, and by uh, by Brandt Pitre or Piet- Peter. He was saying that the that, that the pains of birth, that Mary we don't know, and some people th- you know think because she has no original sin, uh, maybe she didn't even have pains of birth, you know, sort of. Um, um, but that it is very clearly that the pains, her pains of birth, even that speaks in Revelation, was actually Mary under the cross, you know. Yes. Which, which I found that interesting. Now, this is just recently, as I said, I'm, I'm reading this book, sort of. Um, so, so, um, so, and that could be, you know, th- that would be even worse, perhaps, than the, the, the pain of birth. I mean, I don't know what the pain of birth looks like or feels like. <laughs> we won't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But again, we're talking about the anthropological experience. Yes, yeah. You know, but I could imagine what the pain of birth means to see of son crucified, on the cross.
0: Yes, yeah, so in such a horrific and in such form, a horrific form persecution
1: and persecution, you know. So that's the anthropological side, you know. I mean, even, even, even Cana, you you've just, you, you get into the wedding of Cana, you know. I, I just, I just love staying in a corner and watching Jesus and Mary talking, you know, and say, uh, you know, and nudge him in, they have no wine, you know, so it's like, you know, <laughs> so what do I have to do with it, woman, you know, sort of like, you know, what, what's, what, Why, why, why me, sort of, why now, you know? Do what he says, you know. I can imagine how she, how she said that, you know, sort of. So, as I said, I fascinate myself, and and that's sort of my
0: prayers. So, that would be my prayers, you know. Now, maybe not everybody. No, I definitely, definitely um, can understand where that comes from, because here on the Catholic toolbox, and sort of my spirituality as well, I look at Jesus and his, let's say, earthly occupation in that sense. Yeah. Often we don't zoom in and look at what did Jesus do for 33 years. Yeah, He he worked as a carpenter. Yeah. Jesus was a tradie. Exactly, He had his toolbox. Exactly. <laughs> and he was working and he worked like us as a professional. And uh, and to, to really focus in on that, yes, that anthropological nature is, yeah. is phenomenal. Legal. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it really helps us to pray because if we're going to become like Christ, it's imperative that we, we put ourselves on par with Jesus and what he was doing. Doing that, some common ground with Jesus, yeah, with us.
1: One of the interesting life and one of the interesting things, um, uh, you know, in Vatican documents in Lumen Gentium, yes. um, George, you know, is that there was this discussion that we're just having now, sort of where we put Mary, and originally, originally the first, um, the first draft um, that that came was a complete different document for Mary in in yeah. Vatican II. And there was a huge discussion, you know, between the bishops, uh, where, you know, where to put Mary, and it took it took a vote, which was which was very close vote, you know, whether the document of Mary uh, goes within the eighth chapter of of within the church or a separate document for Mary, you know. So there was only forty four votes between them, you know, Be, and obviously the the, the 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 vote that won was that it's included in the document of Lumen Gentium, which yeah. is the light of the church, which is in the right position that the bishops in their wisdom with the Holy Spirit, you know, they, they, they saw that Mary can only be seen as part of the church. And in their wisdom, and I think the Holy Spirit was, you know, was really working very hard and over time, uh, put Mary in the church as one of us, as, as one, as our sister in the church. You know, so I think I think that's very important. I mean, then obviously the, Lumen, the document Lumen Gentium went into ninety, you know, ninety five percent majority. You know, sort of when it was voted for, but th- that sort of uh, that aspect, whether Mary would be in in the, the what document, there would be is is was was quite close.
0: So it's very <laughs> it's, it's very interesting because. Lumengentium Gentium and finding the, the the universal call to holiness is that all people are called to holiness, no matter what circumstance where Correct. you are. It doesn't you don't have to be a monk, a priest, uh, yep. like lay people. We're all called to holiness in whatever capacity what we do. If you're a professional, you as a nurse, exactly. you have a professional life, Deacon.
1: Yes, as well. yes,
0: you have a professional life. So, and that's common ground with our Lord. He had a professional life as well. Yep. <laughs> he had an earthly job. <laughs> uh, full-time uh you know god in flesh yeah. and uh part-time uh carpenter or it's yeah. still full-time in an earthly sense carpenter
1: and maybe you could see
0: her as full-time mother full-time mother and mother of god
1: that's right <laughs> the, the, the anthropologically, you know you you wonder whether she told him you know don't touch that don't do that be careful with this you know sort of but he was human, the, exactly, human nature, because he, he
0: was human he wanted to learn you know i think that the heresy of modalism is intriguing because they suggest, uh that Jesus was, uh, one mode, he was functioning as exactly. human, one mode, divine. <laughs> one mode, human, one mode, divine, and they were separate. He had to sort of clock on, clock off. Exactly. Now I'm God, now I'm human, <laughs> exactly. which is a heresy, basically, exactly. because he's fully God, fully man, exactly. integrated, and he's functioning as God and man, which shows us how we, in a sense, need to be deified, not in the sense that we become God, yeah. But we need to elevate ourselves closer to God, yeah. because we're fully human, but we fully, in that sense, want to aspire to become like God. Yeah. but we're not ha- God. That's what happens in baptism, and that's all he that became cares. flesh. He became more. Uh, he became man, so we can, man can become more like God. Correct. To pull us up. Yes definitely it's very interesting yeah it is it is so so
1: that that flows with with liturgy for example yeah. you know i mean um i'm, I'm i've been in, in music sort of liturgy and things like that you know that that you don't usually um, you know sing marian hymns in in communion for example you know so yes that's right you know so yeah. so, so so that's where it's coming from so so good liturgy is again sort of affects that 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 what we're believing that the Eucharist is the central of things. So so so, uh, you know, it's it's not usually appropriate. I mean, I'm talking in general, you know, but not usually appropriate to to sing a, a Marian hymn in the
0: communion. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. You know, so, yeah, exactly, be, you know usually... so there's a saying in the church: uh, lex orandi, lex credendi, lex vivendi. How we pray is how we believes So. How, in a sense here, yeah, how we believe yeah. in the first part of the Catholic Church should reflect how we pray. Or what, what action lex, lex vivendi, uh, lex credendi, lex vivendi, how we then act. So, for example, you know, the,
1: the, the old tradition, and I mean, I don't know whether, you know, it's done in Australia, but maybe I've, su- I've seen it a few times. You don't say the rosary during the mass.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that
1: used to be a thing back then. But why yeah. did they used to do that? You know, I mean, because it was not Latin, so they could not understand mm. anything. So you don't blame them. You know, sort of um, at that time. Mm. So, so
0: you know, so. Oh, right, people still do it today. Uh, but I think they I think it's beyond just Latin. I think know. it's just the fact maybe that they're trying to get it done, or maybe yeah. they're they're trying to they're trying to make the mass personal to them. Exactly. So which can it's you not say, supposed but, to be. mass but, yeah. is its own. Your rosary is your private devotion. This is the public worship of God. Exactly. We need to participate as a community. Exactly. Now, as yeah. as you know, in the in the
1: Eucharistic um, prayer, we mention Mary as part yeah. of the communion of saints because she's with us, offering the sacrifice of Christ. You know, yeah. after the consecration, you know, so that's yes. You know, but that's it, right. But it doesn't make sense, you know, and um, as I said, I'm not criticizing anybody, but but, you know, it's important that you we know what we're doing. You know, as you said, we know what we're believing is what we're doing. The mass is the sacrifice of Christ, you know, to to his father and and to us, you know. So that's what we need to concentrate to, about, you know, and there's other there's other devotions that we could do it after mass or before mass. That's OK, you
0: know, exactly, because. The Mass is the source and summit of our faith. It's the highest prayer of the yeah. Church. And, and you re, it requires your intellectual participation. That true, what Vatican II calls for, which is that participatio actuosa, the actual participation that we are called in that, in that spiritual sense to be there intellectually, spiritually. Uh, personally to participate in the mass and yeah i think the rosary or any other personal devotion should stay uh, after mass
1: yeah i mean it is it is it is you could do a beautiful little marian liturgy mm. but but you need to call it like that you know yeah. sort of not 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 as part of the mass you know yeah. sort of and, and things like that you know so so even a procession with the statue you know yeah, that could be, yeah. it's a beautiful liturgy you know but but you need to 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 call it the right do it in the right place the right time and and things like that so there's a lot of devotions you know that mm. that you could really do with um... digging
0: in my uh, book which i released uh, and for those who haven't got a chance to copy the art of practical catholicism is now out uh so we launched it uh, just a week before christmas so if you haven't yet got your copy of my book uh, the art of practical catholicism i highly recommend you get your copy uh, so the other practical thoughts on the section on Mary, I I suggested one of the practical tools is that we uh include Mary in our mental prayer. Yes. So have a conversation with Mary. Uh, uh when you're conversating with our Lord, have a conversation with Mary, chat with Mary in yes. that sense. Yes. Uh, obviously to lead you to Christ. Yeah. So what one of the yeah. t- mantra
1: that I say is is Pray, we, we don't pray to Mary, but we pray with Mary. With Mary, yes. You know, and I like that, you, you, conversate, know, sort of, yeah. you know, because that's, we, she's praying with us as part of the church, yes. you know, so, you know. And one of the things that, um, you know, I got with me and, and uh, perhaps it's, it's, it's quite a nice yes. thing is, is um, as part of my memento of my ordination, actually, I, 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 uh, I've done the, uh, the words, place me with your son. It's not my it's not my my saying. It's the saying of Ignatius of Loyola, you know, who is the founder of the Jesuits, you know, and and his his mantra was was this: "Place me with your son until until one day he had a vision of Jesus carrying the cross, and at that moment he knew that that he'd never knew what what this prayer is going to to come out with, but then he had a, a this special vision at La Storta, which is out of Rome to, you know, that he felt that his prayer of placing him with his son was granted mm. when he saw the father giving, showing his son, carrying the cross and tell him, we are pleased with what you're doing, you know, and and he knew at that time that his wow. prayer of being placed with his son, so pray to be placed with his son means to minister like his son, you know and that's that's a beautiful story and that's why i've put it as as a deacon i i thought it was very appropriate and i felt it's my call and that that place with this, with his yes, son means which, uh... to minister with to, to carry
0: the cross with, with Jesus. Absolutely, and you know, um, um, uh, this uh, this is your this is your actually your ordination card. Yes, yes, yes and it's one it. way you have the cross, yeah. and then you have the deacon stole. To yes, the, that's right. So that's the, that's why even the cross. We usually, is, yes. yeah,
1: usually we wear a cross with the stole, and yes. it, usually I mean there is some tradition say that the stole is diagonal like that because the deacons were the the ones who carry the bag to carry the food for the poor. That's that's where it's coming from. Yes, sort of also, yes, the, that, the that's some legend, anyway. That's
0: so, no, it's it's, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. And um, what well, well, interesting thing about the stole is that yeah, the Eastern churches. I mean, it's consistent with the Eastern church in the West. You know, the the side. You know, the stole always going to the side. But yeah. but it's interesting. So the twenty second of February, twenty nineteen, yeah. and it's uh, it's coming up. That's right. You know. So tell us a little bit about before we get off here, the diaconate. But so many uh, men, young men even, and uh, men a little bit older, mid twenties, thirties, married, maybe settling down with their kids. Their kids have moved out of home. Yeah. So Tell us about the call to the diaconate. It's it's a vocation which has been forgotten about since Vatican II, and it's slowly being revived. Yeah. Especially here in Australia, a lot of people discerning and. Discerning their call to the diaconate, but let's talk a bit about that. All right, okay.
1: Yeah. I didn't know I'm going to do a promotion for
0: the diaconate,
1: but if I have the opportunity, I can do it Absolutely, That's you got good. five
0: minutes for a promo. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's let's sort of make it clear that actually the diaconate was always there. Yeah. The permanent diaconate has been revived by Vatican II. Yes. Because the diaconate, the what we call, you know, I don't like the word, but what we call transitional diaconate. Yeah. Which is the the, the diaconate, where uh, you know usually a priest before they become priest, they they will become deacons. Yep. But if when you're deacon, you're deacon for, forever anyway, whether you're priest or not, you know. So, yeah. So you're de- so the 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 uh, you know the the idea of a diaconate is 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 that um, you know the deacon is is the minister for word for the word of God. So he's, that's the one of his main you know um, role. So um, by by proclaiming the word of God and explaining the word of god in the homilies especially yes. you know and i take that very seriously you know because i think it's it's very important to bring the
0: word of god alive you know exactly i think it's it's very important especially when i witness your homilies that you, you as a married man and a professional yes you you can give that guidance the priests obviously have that great spiritual guidance that depth but it it, it comes from a different angle you always need That's to see right. it from a different That's angle right. with someone who's a married man uh, professional and a cleric I, I remember
1: I remember father Bob uh, Bossini who yes. was a friend of both of us you know and he was on this program as well and and the first thing he told me in the cathedral you know he said rod, we need to hear much more homilies from deacons, you know, and yes. he was spot on because exactly what you, we just said, you know, that we could see it in a different way. We can, we could, you know, the, the word of God, and we could proclaim it and explain it in a different way, you know, sort of, and and I, the feedback I get from even the parishioners from the cathedral, that's exactly what it is, you know, said. So, we've never thought about it that way you know sort of but you know you because it seems you've done it from a married point of view you know sort of and and I think that's important in the church I think for, for, for for diversity the other thing that the deacon does is, is sacraments obviously assist sacraments so yeah. the deacons can do the sacrament of at least in the in the Latins in the Latin part um, of the church you know they they do baptism and marriages yeah. um so so we can do the the marriages and and we do funerals as well so that's I, I I'm quite involved in funerals, especially people asking me from work and things like that. And the third aspect of of, of deacon is is works of charity. And I think that's very important. And and my vocation as a nurse, I think that's one of the nicest, beautiful things that I've always done, you know, so and be that witness of Christ in in, in works of charity.
0: So definitely... uh the age to become a deacon is about thirty five the, the I think.
1: canon law says thirty five to, to, to sixty five. I, I I believe this thirty five definitely and I think sixty five. I mean but the earlier is better, you know, sort of but um um, but you don't have to. I mean, obviously, you you know you have to have the uh, um, permission from your wife and, and your you kids go, yeah. as well. You yeah. know, uh, and obviously you can't build a church to to you know demolish a church to build another one. Exactly. So,
0: yeah. So the the, the of so voc- as we were discussing off it, it's a vocation within a vocation. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. So it's phenomenal. So for those who. A discerning, or may want to inquire, they can get. Where can they get in contact? uh, And there is a number on the website of the
1: Parramatta Diocese. They can go to the the, Diocese and there's Deacon Willie and Deacon George, who are you know sort of the first contact, or get in contact with any
0: of your respective dioceses wherever you are in the world. Get in contact with your local diocese if you belong to an Eastern Rite. You can get in contact with your bishop, and you can inquire about the vocation to the diaconate, and and they'll definitely point you there from there and onwards. No, definitely. What what a fantastic episode. Thank you. For the beginning of the year. Great way to start the year with Deacon. (laughs) Thank you so much. I look forward to see you maybe another time, John. Yes, we'll definitely have you back on. (laughs) So thank you for equipping us with the tools for this week, Deacon. Now it's time for us to put them into action. Be sure to subscribe and download to the Catholic Toolbox podcast to re-listen to any of our episodes available on the Apple iTunes, Android, and all other platforms. You can also re-watch any of these on Facebook Live. Uh, or especially through YouTube. So thank you for tuning in to The Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox, as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today, live on The Voice of Charity.